Hi, this is Aileen from the Utajua Hujue podcast. A little heads up, I do swear a lot. As you can remember, it's not about the quantity, it is about the quality. And I am a quality swearer. So if it's not your thing, or if you're a little too young, you have a choice to make. And for those who don't mind, let's start the show. Welcome to the Madogothanya session by GK Wokaridi. Hi, ho, hello, and welcome back to the Utojo Hujui podcast. How have you guys been? It's actually really awkward doing this while having somebody else stare at me. Yeah, this is the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm my sorry. Life. What am I supposed to do? Usually I'm like in a tiny ass closet and I'm doing this to my computer screen. So it's I'm, not this weird. I'm a bit offended why you didn't invite me into the closet. Dude, the closet is so tiny. Mm. It's, there's enough space for just me. Are you saying, are you, are you fat shaming? I'm not fat shaming. Fat shaming. I'm, just talking, I'm just talking space logistics. Oh. Anyway, mm. you are hearing the voice of somebody that is not me. So I'll let him introduce himself. And I will correct the lies he will tell you. Hello, my name is Karevi or GK. I prefer being called GK. I have another name, but she's looking at me and I don't know. I'm Kagreatness. I'm, I'm just going to stick with that name. That's my name is Kagreatness. You can mm-hmm. go with that. Mm-hmm. I am a colleague of Aileen. We work in the field of political analysis, among many other things. <laughs> you can say that way. And yeah, happy to be here bit ambushed and you know those ambushed one thing. ambushed bitch ambushed okay, it's good to know at least i can swear yeah you could swear okay, yeah, like okay. usually be um you've said and I, I think you've never listened to my podcast before because podcast. if you I knew that you would know podcast. there's a swear warning at the beginning of every episode so why yeah why haven't you given the swear warning yet because it's added in post-production dude Stop, stop, stop showing people how the sausage is made. God. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. All right. So, as you know, this is a drink-friendly podcast. And she didn't bring me a drink. I told you it's BYOB. Did I not say BYOB? A guest who is paid nothing and is given nothing. Just saying. Just saying. But okay. You're so fucking petty. (laughs) Anyway, so, I, I do apologize that it's taken a really long time for the episode to come out. Truly, it is both of our fault it has nothing to do with one particular person that is not me i'm not saying that at all mm. um yeah but uh this episode is really special because i'm not the one hosting i'm going to be the one learning and apparently there is a lot that i don't know so take it is away there, is there a lot you don't know so i thought about it i listened to your podcast they're so intricate they're so detailed like you did a whole two-parter on ethiopia mm-hmm. you did a two-parter on bokasa yeah the one african leader from that generation that you know something about wow. no shade no shade okay. uh, but i thought this time we're gonna do something that we're gonna call and you'll have to say it after me no no <laughs> madogo than your session okay madogo session wait Ooh. sorry wait we're calling it the Madogodanyo session by GK or by Karidi. It, so, so every time you play the Madogodanyo <laughs> session, it has to be, I want like a whole pop-up. Where it's like, <laughs> welcome to the Madogodanyo session by GK or Karidi. You know what? I'm a G. 
and I go by that. Okay, wait, hang on, hang on. I forgot to tell the good people what I'm drinking. I'm drinking an apple juice and whiskey. It's mm-hmm. delicious. Continue. And she's hungover, by the way. Uh, but I don't snitch. I don't snitch. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> Not from you. <laughs> so, what I uh, the Madhava Danya sessions entail are basically I'm going to ask some very random questions that will hopefully lead us to have conversations among uh, around a number of things. This podcast is usually a more of an alternative history podcast, not necessarily alternative history, but like unknown history podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we're not going to do that much history. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a mix of history, mm-hmm. particularly Kenyan history. And then we're also going to talk about just random things that are happening in our world today, which I felt we should talk about. Cool. Okay. So I have my question, my first question for you. Uh, number one, mm-hmm. what do you think about Wikipedia? <laughs> um, I really like Wikipedia. My favorite thing about it is that you can change things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember this one time I was 15, we were in high school, and one of my friends went, uh, looked up the Wikipedia page for the word ship. And then changed every time, and then changed the, um, and then changed every time the word ship appeared to dick. So it ended up being an article about dicks. Wow. That was literally just about so you ships. guys are the problems that Jimmy Wales has to deal with. You guys <laughs> no, are No, 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 but it was quickly changed because like 15 minutes later, somebody had changed it back. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think this like crowdsourcing of knowledge is, is really cool, to be honest. That's quite cool. called content moderators. Something that you complain that uh, another platform Facebook doesn't have Facebook doesn't enough. do it. Mm-hmm. They don't do it. What am I supposed to do? They don't do it. Yeah, so uh, I'm curious. As a teacher, as an English teacher, just to say, you know that high school students, hopefully none of your high school students are listening to this, uh, they copy-paste a lot. Yeah. And a lot from Wikipedia. So yeah. how do you respond to that? Because I remember when I was in school and I'd copy-paste from Wikipedia, they'd tell you don't copy-paste from Wikipedia. Come on, I'm going <laughs> to copy-paste from Wikipedia. So what did you? how did you deal with that? Um, usually I'd call them in and I'd call them out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> At first, at first, I think I'd say I'm really sad that you think so little of me and my intelligence because this is clearly from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what your writing is like, mm-hmm. so I'm going to give you one more chance to do it and do it right. Mm-hmm. And if you still are not performing to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. um, then I think like I will have to be reported up the chain. Mm-hmm. And when you give me the the redone work, the question I ask you is: Is this the best that you can do? Oh my god! And if, You're no, one of no, those teachers. No, no, no. and 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 I, I haven't even looked at it. I'm just asking them mm-hmm. before they give me. Is that the best? Is, do you think that's the best you've done? Mm-hmm. And they, if they say yes, I'm like, perfect. If they mm-hmm. say no, I'm like, but you can do better. Do mm-hmm. better. So the reason I was asking about Wikipedia is I feel, and it's not necessarily the fault of Wikipedia because Wikipedia is a shared knowledge website. Mm-hmm. There's not enough content to talk about African history. Okay. Um, I, I remember I had this dream when I was in university of ha- making an offshoot of Wikipedia called Afropedia. By the way, you you need to know I am a pan-Africanist, Afrocentric, Rastafarian man. He's not. Stands right here. He's six not. Six foot ten. He's not. I've got a eight pack, not even a six pack. Just mm. just just for all of your knowledge. But I, I was like, it feels like this, and, and I know you've done research with me on certain historic things. There's a lack of information about the history of the con- of the of the continent, and I feel that worsens and a, a crisis we all have. Mm-hmm as Africans, mm-hmm. where we just don't know our history. When you were Googling about Bokasa, yeah, yeah, how no, long did that yeah, take you? Yeah. So the Bukasa, Happy Valley so set. So Bokasa's quite easy because he's wild, and, and so white crazy. people were mm-hmm. very willing to chronicle mm-hmm. his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Happy Valley said like, that required reading up a lot of contemporary for the time resources and looking Books. them up. 
books, mm-hmm. academic articles mm. and papers because they tend to like aggregate all the other sources and yeah. you can figure out what to go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, Wikipedia was helpful in some respects, mm-hmm. but it was more of like a neutral telling of the story, mm-hmm. keeping out the personal drama of the people involved. Mm. And what I wanted was the personal drama because that that's what makes them the Happy Valley set. Yeah. So to answer your question, I do think that there is an absence of information about Africa on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reasons for that is that, that one, African history wasn't really written. Mm. It's an oral tradition for the most part. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a lot of history was lost along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, I also think that we're just now getting the ability to write our own history. Just now getting the ability. Does that mean? Saying we Africans weren't able to read and write till now? You and I both know that you're, you're turning a little thing into a big thing. Yeah, it's a bad of. faith argument yes. and you know it. Yes. You know that's not what I meant. I agree. Good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, sorry. I just, I do think that there is a, like an absence of information. Yeah. So that, that leads me to my next question. If you notice my question, I asked if there's African history, mm-hmm. not necessarily black history. I feel there's a lot of black history mm. in Wikipedia. Mm. Endless, endless amounts of black history. Because um, black American people, especially black mm. American people, because they assume all of us blacks fit in this one blanket, but black American people have been very strong about documenting their mm. history. Which made me think about a question that I wanted to ask. Do you see yourself as being black or as being African? I see myself as being both. Mm-hmm. Right, um, because I spent a lot of my formative years mm-hmm. being a black person in Europe. Yes. So I learned how to be a black person and not necessarily to be an African. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back home, I had to reconcile that black identity with an African identity because it's not the same thing. Mm. Um, the struggles are not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like in, in, in the West, it's more of an issue of like race than it is class. Yeah. Whereas here, it's more class, class than it is and race. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you go back and you're doing university and, you, and you're doing like having more formative experiences mm-hmm. in which you are not African, you are black first, mm-hmm. that then, yeah, I learned just to be both. You learned to just be both. Yeah. I feel a lot of people, especially people who've sort of grown up in the middle class-ish mm-hmm. and, and upper class of, of like um, African cultures, mm-hmm. who've got experience, a lot of experience with alternative societies outside of the African continent, I see themselves sort of acting more black. Like, mm-hmm. you see, there's a word I never have been able to say really well. The N-word. You can say it. You can say the whole I thing. Really... You're black. No. You can do it. Like, that, 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 that's one of those words mm-hmm. where I used to say it a lot more, mm-hmm. and sometimes it kind of it kind of slips out, like, in, in more like, nigga, please. Like, you know, you're not really expecting it. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you for saying it. <laughs> But it's also not a word that I feel like I'm allowed to say because mm. it's 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 not a it doesn't word doesn't define your yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not a it's not a word born out of my struggle. Yeah. Um. And and yes, their struggle definitely impacted the struggle we had in Africa. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's one of the same kind Did of they? fighting, Did fighting really? oppression. Well, was, unpack that for me. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Okay. To, so to my understanding, it seems like uh, um the civil rights leaders mm-hmm. in the U.S. were in contact with the Pan Africanists in Africa. Yes. And they cool. and they had formed lots of linkages trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess the kind of out of the realization that mm. 
no one is free until we are all free. Yeah. And they had their own struggle that, in which they were treated literally like colonial subjects. Yeah. So there's a lot of empathy between the two people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think that something, maybe they were exchanging notes, something was going on, cultural yeah. exchange. I think even Thurgood Marshall came and helped Kenya write its constitution. Yes, Thurgood which Marshall. Is, <laughs> I think he, he also represented us yeah. in Lancaster. Yeah. Either one, two, or I think one or two. I think one. Yeah. He was the... You know, like when they went abroad, you needed to find um, counsel. Mm. And um, he was the one that was advised to the Kenyan people. So he didn't just do the constitution. Um, For those who don't know, Thurgood Marshall was, I think he died just like a week, two weeks ago. He was a Supreme Court Court judge. And he was, there was something really crazy he did, something really big, a really big ruling that... um, Brown versus Board of Education. Yes. He he was the he was the the voice of no so he was a lawyer in that he case he was the lawyer yeah. if you watched I think I can't remember what it's called I think it's called Marshall yeah there is there uh, is with a movie Chadwick about Boseman. this yes, Chadwick Boseman is the, the actor you you learn a lot about his struggle and his history mm-hmm. he's a fantastic guy and he did a lot for Pan African so I really like that answer so when you said Pan African um, being it got me thinking of something else mm-hmm. you explained that you've been to um, Europe sort of in two capacities. Mm-hmm. You went there as a, a little girl, mm-hmm. sort of being with her parents, and then you went there as a student. Mm-hmm. So now I have a really weird question. Sure. Do you think Africans should be going to school outside of Africa? Oh, you, you bastard. We've had this discussion before. Okay, so I think I'm of two minds about this. Mm-hmm. For the simple reason that I went to international school in, in, in Africa, in Kenya, mm-hmm. and so whilst in whilst an international student you kind of live in this little bubble mm. in which you are both african and also not mm-hmm. and more often than not the content we are taught yeah. was not african mm-hmm. it wasn't until i was 16 that i started doing like african pre-colonial african history it's yes. why i have such a boner for it because it's so interesting right uh, literally rock hard <laughs> hey okay anyway All right Anyway, um, so growing up in that kind of in environment, mm-hmm. I naturally wanted to go out mm-hmm. because almost everything I, I, we'd learned about our people was we had this thriving civilization. It was mm-hmm. great. And then it was hollowed out by the slave trade. Yeah. And then it was hollowed out by European diseases. Mm-hmm. Then it was hollowed out by colonization. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. Mm-hmm. And, and then you look at the way in which we are being treated on international stage. Mm-hmm. We are being blamed for for corruption and all and all the negative aspects of our democracies. When if you really think about why we are the way we are, it's because we learned democracy from them. So is yeah. it smart to keep learning from them? Um, in certain in certain respects, yes. Mm-hmm. Because and and my logic is this: if Jomo Kenyatta could go to LSE, mm-hmm. why can't I? But. Don't you think if they colonize your method of thinking, your mm-hmm. mode of thinking, they've colonized you for life? Because mm-hmm. you think about it this way. You had the Jomo Kenyatta's, you had the Kwame Nkrumah's, mm-hmm. you had um, the biggest thinkers of, 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 of the first generation. Mm-hmm. They all went abroad and they got education from there. I think Jomo was, um, he was mentored by a very famous sociologist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Malinowski or someone similar name, a name I can never remember. But... Then you had a generation of Africa's biggest thinkers, which are currently, who did their undergrads in Africa, mm-hmm. in like Kenyan schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, you've heard of schools like Makerere yeah. University, the Fort Hare yeah. College. I feel that them learning the, mm-hmm. the way from the whites mm-hmm. and then perpetuating to us that to get a good education is to leave, mm-hmm. um, can only 
create a cyclical thing where you understand that the basis and the home of knowledge mm-hmm. is not your own mm-hmm. it's outside mm-hmm. do you think what do you think about it? um i i definitely see that from your perspective um and it's something that i had to fight against whilst at university as well mm-hmm. just this I remember this one time we were doing constitutional law and mm-hmm. the teacher kind of mentioned offhand mm-hmm. that in Britain, black people are more likely to be stopped than white people. Mm-hmm. And it's a fact that like all the black people in the room knew. Yeah. But all my white friends were like, oh my God, I had no idea. <laughs> and we all had like every single black person, whether or not you were black, British or African, we mm-hmm. all just kind of had this shared hive moment or mm-hmm. we all looked at each other just like, and you could tell, you could tell the lecturer was feeling really uncomfortable yeah. and just quickly moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's forcing those kind of conversations. Um, but I also think that you are right mm-hmm. in the sense of we continue to privilege outside sources of knowledge. We mm-hmm. continue to privilege outside perspectives. Mm-hmm. We continue to elevate them to a, to, to a state that is honestly you know, not unrealistic, mm-hmm. um, but also is, you're right, quite damaging. It does represent a colonization of the mind. And, and you know wh- why I really attack people who say, that you can't learn methods of different methods of scientific fact, mm. for example, mathematics. That's a complete falsehood. There's a way to understand. Math is math. That mm-hmm. is science. Mm-hmm. But the method of understanding math and the method of applying math gets very different. You know, Africa has its own history of mathematics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. A very deep and vast history. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't one plus one is two, but it was a similar sort of trend around the concept of mm. mathematics, but it sort of got wiped out. Mm. The Japanese and the Chinese had their own methods of understanding mathematics. So I really feel that the, when people say that when you're going out to learn the sciences, when you're going out to mm. learn things, you're just learning method, mm. but you're not. You're going to learn Western method. Okay, but I also need to ask you a question about um, the current state of our education as it is, mm. because I could not guarantee that I would get the same level, same quality of education, that level of consistency mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. than I would abroad. And so for me, it was it was also a matter of I know I know I know how I like being taught. Mm-hmm. I know how I like being managed, mm-hmm. and I like every time I've tried doing it at home, it just. Ax, who's the greatest genius you know? <clears throat> that silence. Who? Mm, it's you, GK. That no, was her voice. That was her voice. Actually, that was a low blow, very low blow. It's Malcolm Gladwell is my favorite author, but. She don't know no Malcolm Gladwell. She knows I'm me. I'm sorry. She knows me, and you I never, am the greatest genius. You don't, know. You don't know. know who I know. Yeah, I know. I know you know nobody. Nobody famous. I'm sorry. Anyways, I I myself, when I left university, uh, high school, similar to to the rest of us who went to these IGCSE schools and adjacent IB schools, IB schools whatever adjacent, that is. Adjacent, you mean IB, whatever IB that's schools called, and you're, adjacent. You're counted in the IGCSE manuals. Uh, uh, your goal, struggle was your struggle. <laughs> the goal was always to, to apply abroad. Mm. I didn't go abroad. Mm. I was here locally. And I think I got a very good education, a very good grounding, mm. at least for the beginning. But even th- uh, one of the things I really loved, I had this teacher called Cassandra Vini. Oh, I know what you're going to say, uh-huh. And she used to tell us when she's starting out, she's like, guys, I'm ready to endarken mm-hmm. you. And I used to be like, what are you talking about? She's like, you're not realizing how even the language you use, you use d- destroys yourself. Mm-hmm. Dark, is bla- dark is bad, light is good, mm-hmm. and dark is black. Mm-hmm. So she used to be like, I'm endarkening you because we're changing your way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I feel we need more people and more institutions. I don't want to change the way I'm thinking mm-hmm. when I'm thinking in an institution that doesn't think the way I think, mm-hmm. if you get what I'm saying. Kwame Nkrumah, another guy I love so much. 
he wanted to create a university, mm -hmm. a very big African university. Unfortunately, uh, as a number of world leaders realized, socialism didn't work out um, for him. And he was deposed and died in exile. How I, just, I just wonder why socialism never works out. Is it because the ca interest of capital always manifests and always try to usurp? It ignores the human nature. I believe I'm a socialist by by blood. By blood. Capitalist. By choice. Mm -mm. By society. By circumstance. Yes. So had you grown up in like the USSR, you would have been no. <laughs> See, that's that, that, you. You got me wrong. I think that the only reason I'm capitalist is because I just don't trust people. People haven't given me enough to trust them. Socialism relies too heavily on trust. It relies too heavily on the trust of institutions but I hope you and the know, trust of people. But I hope you know that trust is what built civilization. Exactly. Like, so I believe I could be socialist. Do I believe that me and you in the same space could be socialist? No, I think you'd do, it, you'd do for you first what? before I... you'd go for me. Wow. No, it's human nature. It's such a sad thing. No, you're projecting. So I think... You're projecting. This is, this is a, a terrible thought, and you may think I'm a bit narcissistic here. But I think that I am naturally unselfish. So I don't need... That see, I, I can break the chains see, of capitalism. See, I can see, break them, uh, 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 but I can only break them all, by myself. First of all, only Jesus can break chains, okay? Only Jesus break can break chains. Chain. Amen. Even though I am religious, you're not really that religious. So. Hey, 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 hey. I'm spiritual. Oh, <laughs> that's always, that's always the cop-out answer. The leftist thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying mm -hmm. that, that you felt that you got a really good education you whilst you were here, and, mm -hmm. and it allowed you... I feel like I'm going to fuck this up. Mm -hmm. It allowed you to um, not be colonized any more than you already, already had been. I think it did the same thing maybe it did to, uh, your education abroad did to you. Mm. It made me realize how colonized my mind is. Mm. It made me sort of stop mm -hmm. and sort of take back. Mm. Made me very grateful that my father never gave me an English name. Mm. In, in, because his father, after independence, mm -hmm. made the decision that none of his children born after independence will have English names. So mm -hmm. that's, an, that's a tradition I intend to keep. Mm -hmm. All the ladies out there, I'm single, just saying. <sighs> Some people have been rejecting my advances. He's single, upwardly mobile, and he has a land. <laughs> I do not, but it's all right. <laughs> I will have land. Uh, so, yeah, so I think we we tend to forget and tend to realize, but I think in that context, to think that all our greatest minds, like Gugi Wadhyongo, he teaches abroad. Mm. Um, Ali Ma Mazrui. Makao Mutua. Makao Mutua. Mm. They all teach abroad. Our greatest minds are not even here. So how can we our change our- Our greatest talent isn't even here, like Lubita Nyongo comes mm -hmm. home once a year and that's it yeah at least she calls this home but how do we change our mindset mm -hmm. if we're not willing to invest the time and resources to completely overhaul the system i'm in the, i'm a believer in overhauling like removing what we know and re and beginning afresh with what we don't know or what we knew and seeing what society we can develop from there i think that's the only way we'll get rid of some of the historic problems we've had consistently Okay, which leads me to ask another question. Oh, are you the are you the one asking questions now? I mean, is this supposed to be a mother god? Damn it, mother god annual session. Mm -hmm. So say I feel like it should say be. Kerogoya. This man and he's making fun of me and my accent. 
No, no. Yes, no. you I, are. I wouldn't do such yes, a thing. Yes, you are. Anyway, so mm. um, if you believe that the best way to address historic injustices is mm-hmm. to tear it down and start anew, yeah. do you believe that we should abolish the Kenyan police? Break it down and I'm create something new. That's a really... <laughs> It's because, a really complex because, question. Because, I mean, if you listen to that episode, mm-hmm. and please go do listen to that episode. You said I haven't. I'm talking to the audience. Oh, to the audience. Jeez, okay. you're yeah. so sensitive. No, no. no. <laughs> anyway, Solid as a rock. Anyway, like the history of, of Kenyan policing was never supposed to be to protect the people. It was supposed to be to, you know, mm. fuck with the people. It was supposed mm-hmm. to keep them as a, as a ready source of cheap labor. That's colonial policing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and that f- critical architecture it remains embedded within our modern police, even mm-hmm. though it's no longer called a force, it's a service. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep... That was like, part of trying to, yeah, to, but to every, change it. But every single day, I just keep reading story after story after story about how people are, how women are, how women and men are raped by the mm-hmm. police, how how one child was bludgeoned to death by a police person, how how just there's these, these historic miscarriages of justice mm-hmm. at every single level. Like, I look around at traffic police accepting bribes, and I just, you have to resign yourself to the fact that this is the way it is so do you think based on you know your recorded mm-hmm. earlier statements mm-hmm. that i you know that you think we should tear it down build it back up in order to deal with historic injustices systemic injustices do you think that we should i feel like abolish is too strong of a word do you think that we should maybe defund the police are we back? Yes, we're back. We're oh, back. how unprofessional. She picked up a phone call in the middle of a recording. Dude, I've done worse in the middle of these recordings. I literally, if I because I, I edit over these pauses. Mm-hmm. So what I typically tend to do, because it gets really crammed in the air, it gets really stale in that closet of mine. Mm-hmm. I just stretch my legs for it's a bit. Like, maybe hot air. <laughs> yeah, just like chill, stretch, get mm-hmm. some water. Because, mm-hmm. you know, drinking all the time while you're recording yeah. a podcast is not, is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. You need to keep things moving. So, yeah, sorry. Answer the question posed. So, it was on the police service. The police force mm-hmm. should be defunded. I, you see, the thing is, I agree with you, but in a very different level. Mm-hmm. I believe the police... Do, do you remember the debunked experiment Stanford prison experiment Stanford by Zimbardo Oh Zimbardo is fucking wild I sh- it I, was crazy I should do an episode on him because a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know that that Stanford prison experiment was just right it was with it was, ethical it was questions. planned it was it was just it didn't work out but oh my God. but but it proved a really interesting thing about about society Did it? if 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 we could replicate it but um I believe that the police are just a represent- representation of our society. Mm-hmm. They are just me and you. Mm-hmm. The only difference is they are in a position of power. Mm-hmm. So if you put them in a position of power and this is the response you're getting, mm-hmm. I believe you're looking in the mirror to what you would be if you were the police. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. I believe the problem is society has nothing to do with the police. You keep defunding the police, you bring up a new system with new power, you'll get the same problems because you're not dealing with the core of the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is the people. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's why I don't believe it. people should be complaining at bad leadership. If you're looking at bad leadership, for most of us, we deserve bad leadership. Whoa, hold on now. What do you mean we deserve we bad deserve leadership? We deserve bad leadership. Do you think we also deserve the consequences of said bad leadership? The yes. poverty, the, just the horrific no, no. suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to make me sound a little crazy here. But kind of. I think. What? I think. We wait, have to hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm, so, a, wait, I'm a societist. Wait, so in 2007, <laughs> when Kenya was going no, through some no, of the now worst things. Now you see, now you see, you're getting me somewhere. But you see. The we problem deserve I have, that. No, we did. Not, not, not all of us. Okay. Chunks of us did because if 
you as a society can't produce a better crop of leaders, especially if you're someone who believes in African philosophy, okay. which is which I do, which is I am because we are, since we are, therefore ah, I Ubuntu. am. Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Um, it also touches on Untu, which was supposed to be now BBI, Utu or Utu, whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever it's like, called. Just a side, a side note about BBI. Mm-hmm. If you ever have the time, just actually go read the it's official great report. It's it's quite, my favorite thing about it is that it's it's really petty towards Kenyan and it's mm-hmm. calling Kenyans out about mm-hmm. how we don't want to take responsibility for shit, yeah. how we never actually go through with some certain things. It's, <laughs> I, I, I got the opportunity to talk to some of the people who are working through it. Really? Yes, um, <laughs> I can't say who or why I got the opportunity, but one of the interesting things that was the, that that I feel people really failed to ignore mm-hmm. is most of the people who were working on the BBI document were not politicians. Yes, they were not um, people with intent. Mm-hmm. They were the what you'd call the best of us. Mm-hmm. They were selected people who were thought to have the interest of country above everything. Amen. And what we did is we politicized it because. It, it 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 had a political element mm-hmm. which is solving the issue of of the the prime minister thing and and all those other things that the dimension of borders and of that nonsense but in its essence it was very accurate yeah. it was talking about developing an african philosophy mm-hmm. a kenyan philosophy which we need to develop my favorite thing about it was the fact that they wanted to establish an office of like a national historian to mm-hmm. collect stories about kenya's history have you ever tried looking for kenyan stories i have it's really hard the it's only, super like it's the only I, ones you get are those comic ones on google arts and culture <laughs> which you're not even sure if they're very accurate because you see, you're trying they're doing they're doing a good thing they're changing the mindset good, of yeah. the, the kids but that can't be all you have because Okay, that's another question I have later. Okay, fine. Oh my fine. God, I have so many questions. Sorry, so I, I feel like we veered off a discussion mm-hmm. about education and colonization of the mind. We ended up at BBI. No, it's okay. That's so, what is called Madhogodanyo. Okay, all right. So let's move on. Let's move on to mm-hmm. my next question. Okay, so we're going to do these ones a bit faster mm-hmm. before we get into something I want to spend a little time on. Okay, so what do you think about the concept that was? And this may not be fast because you love this so much. And I was a bit of a skeptic. Oh my god! Black Panther, the movie, the, the movie, the concept, the marriage of black oh and African American. So, historically speaking, I actually pretty fucking highly rate the Black Panthers mm-hmm. for the simple fact that they empowered themselves with knowledge first. So they heard. had an understanding of what, mm-hmm. how the law was designed to fuck with black people. Mm-hmm. They saw the loopholes and mm-hmm. used it against the system. And they definitely mm-hmm. showed how how little the U.S. government cares mm-hmm. about its own citizens. Because, mm-hmm. like, like in communities when in where they operated, mm-hmm. you'd hear a lot of people saying oh, it's too expensive to give free breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's too expensive mm-hmm. to do um, sickle cell anemia checkups to mm-hmm. on the community. It's too expensive. Nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm. And the Black Panthers did it all. Mm-hmm. They they managed. And my favorite thing about them was that it is, it's literally just it's 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 they the empowerment of the well. group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, that's that, that that that's the loophole I was talking about. Like mm-hmm. the reason why California has such strict gun laws is because oh, the in the seventies and eighties, the black pa- like black people started getting and guns. And others, by the way, yeah. others. But the question I actually had, I think Fred Hampton is the one who connected many of oh, these. And, black, then, um, and then the FBI fucking him. murdered him for. So now my question was: There's the Black Panthers, mm-hmm. then there's the movie mm-hmm. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking actually about the movie, the movie Black Panther. Um. Okay. So the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. I was just. I've never ever felt pride at seeing African depicted in a in a in a movie before. Mm-hmm. In a Western movie. Yeah, I've, it's always it's always just been like resigned 
apathy. I think there were like two whites in the entire movie. Yeah. And then my, like, like th- there were so many si- little significant things mm-hmm. about the making of that movie that just made me feel so happy that mm-hmm. they really put in the effort. Like the costume design. These people went into, like came home, mm-hmm. visited different communities mm-hmm. and understood how culture is expressed through dress yeah. and then created ones of their own that very... That feel very much like the ones that we have at home. Like I was seeing a lot of Kikuyu influence, a lot of Maasai influence. Turkana, those, yeah. those guys are the big ears. Everything. But then, and so and so, like I think on my third time watching it is when I started crying because mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. My favorite bit about it was that whenever that uh, what's it called, Holmes, not Sherlock Holmes, Watson in Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, him. Um, whenever he he I tries know him to solve as Bilbo. From The Hobbit, but Watson and Sherlock Holmes. Oh, good. Okay. I, do, I don't know. He's a CIA agent. When, okay, yeah, whenever, I know you're talking about. Hmm? Whenever, whenever he tried to solve the problem and, and he was amongst Mbaku and the guerrilla tribe, they were like, mm-hmm. oh, 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 mm-hmm. oh. You, you, have no, you have no power here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is, thank you. White saviorism right there. Mm-hmm. But I know that that message flew over the heads of a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I started like watching it and watching it and watching a little bit more that I, that I started being like, okay, like it's... It's a good movie, but I think maybe to a certain extent it was overhyped. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe it 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 doesn't really go far enough in the explorations that we want. Like mm-hmm. uh, Killmonger, the way he died was like very poetic and everything, mm-hmm. but it didn't really solve the problem. And it was nice to see Wakanda reach out and mm-hmm. and do the thing it's supposed to do, but that also doesn't really solve the problem either. Do, do you know? I I really respected the work they did, mm-hmm. but you know I had a bit of like a problem from the first time I watched it. Really? What was the problem? You know how we, we watch movies and you can tell they've just put a white person to bring the white person into the story? I feel the, um, the black American community did that a little with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. They were telling the story of African-American marriage and fusion mm-hmm. through the lens of African-Americans. Mm-hmm. For example, the sneaker culture. Mm-hmm. Like, what are those? <laughs> you see, that, that is through sneakers. their lens. Um, the music, the soundtrack, the official song at the Kendrick end was by Scissor and Kendrick Lamar. Why didn't they bring someone like Davido? Why didn't they bring someone like Saudi Soul? Because why didn't they bring an African representation? Okay. It was such the way he was wearing his costumes. It's the black African, the black American accepted way of, of wearing of dressing. Of dressing. Yeah, okay. So, so to respond to that, uh-huh. um, Disney did bring in a lot of African artists for Black is King, for Lion King. Yes. Um, and it just it ended up being quite performative, mm-hmm. right? Because when push came to shove and like things were happening in Nigeria, because mm-hmm. a lot of those artists were Nigerian anyway, mm-hmm. and um, it, the end SARS movement, mm-hmm. not a single, not Disney said nothing, Beyonce mm-hmm. said nothing, all the American artists said nothing. No. So it's 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 it's, it's a, even it's if you go you know and invite them. Money? You know who owns their money? White people. And you know Africans we love our money so much. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just to add that on, like, like your understanding of of, of how Af- of African representation through the lens of African Americans mm-hmm. really shines through in the accents, mm. right? Because Wakanda is supposed to be in East Africa, yet they're speaking Kosa. It's not in, it's not in East Africa. Yeah, it's supposed to be it's like, like some. It's they they tried to make it the exact middle of Africa. They made it. It was actually more west than it was east. No, it's yeah. supposed to be like it's, yeah, sub-Saharan. Yeah, it's supposed to. It's 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 supposed it's to be like central west. I remember seeing pictures where it was closer to Uganda than it was to like Nigeria, South Africa. The center. Well, TLDR mm-hmm. is is the long story short. Okay. 
Yes. TLDR mm -hmm. is that even the even the accents were not appropriate for where in Africa it was located. Yeah. Even even the local dialect they mm -hmm. chose was not appropriate. And here is where I'm kind of like Loki Loki mad at Lupita a little mm -hmm. bit because she's from here. She's lived here. She should know. But 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 I, I get her because you see. They were trying to please an entire continent that's just so vast and so different. So they were like, we're going to make an African accent. A, a, a noticeably African accent a for white people. noticeably African accent. Because what is an African accent? Here we have... I have an African we have accent. The, we have the Kamakut accent in Karentin. In the Kikus, we call it Kalioki, Kalieki, whatever. The, the Luos, they have a way they speak. The Luya, they have a way they speak. Even talking about a Kenyan accent is a difficult conversation to have. You you have the Kenyan upgraded accent, the Uhuru Kenyatas of the world. Oh, Uhuru can code the, switch for days. Yes, the 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 aliens of the world. <laughs> you have so many varieties of accents. So what do you choose? You know, in Black America, it's like the Southern. You have the New York, and then you have the, the, the kind of regular. Town, you have the yeah the Shy Town. They can all sort of fit in this one mm. mold. But West Africa and East Africa is so Very different. Very different. We um, have our own beef. So we different. have our own beef. So what, what accent do you select? So instead of going for one, they just wanted a marriage. It's like how the same thing um, Lion King would do. Just, just, just marry these different cultures. Say we're in East African, but play South African music. So that's what Lion King did. So mm. most mm. of these cultures... They're like, how do we represent such a vast country, a continent? So I understood them a little bit with the accent. I was upset. But the one thing I had is his name is T'Challa. I think most of those colors, most of those um, African, I'm not really a, a name history historian. When there's a T in front of it, mm -hmm. the T is not T, T. Mm -hmm. It's just T. Mm. For but the, the apostrophe. Part. Yeah. There's T'Challa. It's not T'Challa, it's T'Challa. King T'Challa. <laughs> you see... I don't think no, yeah, you needed that, to do the t -ch but I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, you can fact check me. I see there's africafactcheck.org. Please Google and check and see if Karedi is <laughs> talking out of his ass. Okay. Okay. So because of time, we're mm -hmm. going to move to the next question. Do you believe in the concept of being a global citizen? Do you believe that exists? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. I think as a mindset, it does. Mm. But I also think that mindset is quite privileged in the sense of in order for you to be a global citizen, you can need to have the resources mm -hmm. um, or even the opportunities to be able to travel from place to place and develop that kind of mindset. Do you believe mindset? dominating cultures in the global yes. citizen culture? Yes. Um, and right now, right now, I think there's, I think there's a growing battle of the cultures, right? Mm -hmm. um, in recent years, you've seen... Um, kind of like the popping up of and, and it, sorry you've seen this battle of cultures and it's most expressed through music because mm -hmm. you've seen like the rise of reggaeton you've seen the rise of afro beats and mm -hmm. not just like in, in the continents in which they were formed yeah. but in the west where mm -hmm. like money is made mm -hmm. right for example what, who was it who was it um who was it? I don't know. Beyonce. Beyonce mm -hmm. made like an Afrobeats album. Mm. Like, I don't think she would have done that in 2010. She would not have. Like, End of Time was the closest she got now. So you're one saying, song. It, it, like, we're, tr we're sort of trickling yeah. in. We're getting our way We also in. have K-pop as well. And mm -hmm. like, ja like Japanese kawaii culture. Um, see, what, what and Desi culture in Nollywood. Like, what I struggle with, yeah, mm. is, is this. Pop culture. Mm, is, is mostly culture. Western, yeah. But, but, okay, so pop. Mm -hmm. That's just like Western pop. Mm -hmm. But then K-pop. Korean pop. So pop is not global culture, really. No. Pop is Western culture. Yeah. Um, African pop, Afro beats. Um, um, Latin pop, reggaeton. Everything is different. Mm -hmm. um, I used to have the biggest problem because when I was darkening myself, I realized 
and this must be the most stupid thing you'll ever hear. Like, we call normal food just Western food most of the time. Like, I'm going to eat chips and a hot dog. I'm going to eat a steak. Versus, like, Indian food. I'm going to eat Indian Indian food. food. I'm going to eat Chinese Um, food. I'm going to eat African food. No, no, no. I completely get it because um, we've all kind of grown up in a world in which the baseline was Western and to Mm -hmm. be normal was to be white, Mm. which is why... Um, it's it's something new and something special whenever they add a, a person of color or like a gay person or mm-hmm. na to a new show yeah. because they're the, because the baseline is mm-hmm. that to be normal is to be white to be straight maybe to be male but like to also have like like light hair and light eyes as well mm-hmm. I said maybe don't give me those eyes I said maybe oh, she gave us a whole lecture the last few weeks about victim Olympics. It was it, first of all. It wasn't. It was. It was on Thursday, and the whole point of that discussion mm-hmm. was we got into a discussion about who has it. it we started talking about like w- the nature of consent mm-hmm. and how consent applies when two people are drunk, um, and then it ended up being oh, who has it worse in this really shitty society? Mm-hmm. And once I clicked that that's where the discussion had led to, I was like, nah, this, this is oppression Olympics, and it's it, it's not really helping anyone, mm-hmm. because the truth is the system sucks for everyone, mm-hmm. and we should be working together to topple the people who want to keep who want to keep using it to keep us in place. Because this is going to be a fight that can last four hours. Forever. I'm going to I'm going to put a hook in it, and it'll be in the next Madhogodanya <laughs> session, when she, has, when she sponsors me with a beer. And a soda water. Do and you a want juice. apple juice and whiskey? Yeah, that'll just kill my stomach. <laughs> okay, so final question on pop culture. Yes. Dave Chappelle, I have been waiting. I have been waiting. Have okay, you hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The reason he's been waiting is because he treats me as a spokesperson for all liberal Western people. She is and the spokesperson. I am not for the spokesperson. She's the most liberal person I know. Here's the thing. I'm not even the most liberal person I know. I like I liberals I, meet liberals. <laughs> meet, I'm a, I'm a center center right. So liberals Whoa, meet liberals. This is the first time you've said center anything. Now it's center right. I'm, I've, you know I've always said I'm no, center. No 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 no. You, uh, you've always said you're center. You never said which. I said which. I have leanings. So on based on issues, I lean a little right, and some issues I, I lean, lean left. left. Okay. But I'm but I'm never extreme. But then seeing you, like we have a show called Work in Progress. You and a guy called Chris. <laughs> We should invite him. I, yeah, next time we do a right. session, I want mm-hmm. Chris here. He's far right. She's far left. Uh uh-uh. uh. In comparison to him, you know, overturn win- overturn window and all. In comparison to him, it looks like I'm far left. Basically, one of you is far one side. <laughs> we can decide whose is who. Okay. Maybe you're far left, and based on the overturn window, overturn window, he's far right. <laughs> could be that way. It could be. It could be either or. So, but basically, in my perspective, as the person who's always stuck in the middle. Yeah, it's 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 a struggle because they clash on everything. It's really hilarious. So <laughs> I really wanted to, to see because I've gotten Chris's perspective on the Dave Chappelle mm. issue. I'd like to know your perspective on the Dave Chappelle. Have you cancelled Dave Chappelle? Full disclosure, I haven't even watched his comedy special. Oh my god, um, that's so terrible. It, it's 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 simply because For someone who likes the West so much. I don't like the West so much. I just am a lot more comfortable in Western culture as a result of my upbringing and the colonization of the mind. Duh. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So I haven't watched his 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 recent thing, mm-hmm. but I am aware of what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it, he's it's not for me to cancel him. Mm-hmm. Like definitely, if I sit down with a trans person, when I well, if because it's Kenya, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, you probably will. We're getting there. Anyway, 
if 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 having the chance to sit down with a trans person, like mm-hmm. ask them what their thoughts are on this, and it kind of explain the nitty gritty of why some people mm-hmm. um, feel offended, mm-hmm. are offended by what he has said. I'm I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to learn and engage because I'm not going to cancel him if I don't understand yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, fundamentally, because like one cancel culture is now being used as this bogeyman. And on the right, and like I don't want to give the wow. right any more fuel. No, wow. it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth, right? Um, and two, the whole point of canceling someone—it's—it's it's not even a a new thing. It's something that throughout human culture, we've all, we've always just ostracized people who've just been a bit too have gone a bit too far mm-hmm. in their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's losing that power because it's okay. very difficult to die on the internet. Mm. Um, so. My answer to the question of if I have cancelled Dave Chappelle is, I haven't. You don't yet have enough information yeah, to cancel I, him. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so now we can move on to my... I'm, I'm going to find a way to make it one of my final questions because I'm seeing we're already at like 40 minutes. Dude, you know what? Let this, let this be the first podcast episode that goes past an hour. I still have drink left. I'm enjoying these... Chug, chug. Ew. <laughs> I'm enjoying this Madogo Daniel session. Said it three times. I'm a G. That's all you need to know. Anyways, so this is my next question. Mm -hmm. Do you think that a level of ignorance and exaggeration is necessary Mm -hmm. when giving history of a specific state? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, For one, um, it's something, it's uh, going to be... I really hope the audience is going to be able to keep up with my thoughts on this mm-hmm. simply because I'm, it's still evolving and I haven't yet structured them in a, in a really fine way as I have with like other questions I've meditated on for a while. You get my question. Yeah, though. but I get your question. Okay. Um, the reason why I think so mm-hmm. is because I don't think we have history to begin with mm. um, because we don't know the everyday lives of everyday people. We just know the lives of the big people. We, we, we get a big general picture, yeah. but we don't know what the everyday was like. Mm-hmm. And for me, that big general picture is great but it doesn't really tell me about the people that were living there, not not as much as I'd want us to know. And Mm -hmm. so the history that we have anyway Mm -hmm. is already kind of exaggerated. Mm -hmm. It's already kind of very difficult to sparse truth from from fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, like a lot of people believe the, uh, (laughs) I hate to go here, Mm -hmm. but like a lot of people already believe that the American Civil War was about states' rights. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty fucking funny because a state's rights to what Mm -hmm. is is always a question I ask. but yeah, I, re- I already believe that, that that's that it's already. It is. Continent. It is the case. That's that's why I asked it because you know where well, we often sensitize our history books. That's what naturally happens, yeah. yeah? And uh, streamline to create uh, and sensationalize and streamline streamline versions of events regarding our history. We create the heroes, yep. then we create the villains. Yep. But the truth is, in most cases, our history, as you said, is extremely multifaceted yeah. and extremely more com- mm. much more complex about it. You know, you talk about the history of Kenya. As children, we were taught what? There were two major um, heroes in our books. Joma Kenyatta. And the Kapengaria Six. Mm-hmm. And the Mau Mau. Yeah. But the truth is, there was such so a combination many. of people. Do you know, yeah. some of the people that we celebrate the most today, some of the people we celebrate the most, John Mishuki, mm-hmm. you know him for the Mishuki rules. He, mm-hmm. tra- he transformed the transport sector. Mm-hmm. Veteran politician, veteran, one of the best bureaucrats this nation has ever had. Good, okay. Um, he he's the one who revived the fight against environmental damage mm-hmm. after the death of Wangari Madhai. He worked for the colonial administration. Mm-hmm. 
um, Kibaki, some people believe, worked for the colonial administration. Um, Charles Jonjo worked mm -hmm. for the colonial yeah. administration. <laughs> the, the, the dude is called the Duke of Kabete Shire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. got, <laughs> yes, he um, did. People like G.K. Carey, they had name dropped there, worked for the colonial That's administration. That's his grandfather, by That the is way. my grandfather, permanent secretary in the office of the president, uh, longest serving civil servant. And uh, his grandson in, in is Sings already. You hear that, you heard that. And this base comes with a lot packing. <laughs> oh, God, so, pause. Go on. <laughs> so... Um, but the way we've written our history books, mm. and that's, I see it sometimes in some of our, I'm not going to name drop, but some of the people who complain a lot about history, what are they called? Not protesters, but people who naturally stand up for a lot of things. Activists? Activists, that's the I, word. I feel, I, I don't like the connotation you're putting, the spin you're putting on activists. No, 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 I don't have problems with activists. Have rights, but go on. No, it's the fight for rights. Yeah. Um, and one of them talks a lot about how Jomo Kenyatta and his group of those original founding fathers were all just corrupt, didn't mm. do their best, they weren't thingy. But for me, because I have been on the wrong side of history sometimes, I know it was not the case. In mm. fact, for, for their efforts, without their efforts, without the pushes, do you even know, do people even know who the first African representation in the Legislative Council was? Why did you tell them? Because I know, I, I, you've told me this many times before. Mm -hmm. why don't you tell so us? if you know, why don't you say it? Because this is a point you're clearly wanting to make. I feel like it was a rhetorical question. Mm -hmm. So just answer it. Good God. I'm, I'm looking for his name. I can't even remember his name. My okay. God. Okay, fine. Let me, let me help you out. What oh. was his race? He was white. The first African representative in the huh? Legislative Council was? Was a white man. He <laughs> was a Scottish was. missionary in the 1920s. His name was John William Arthur, Reverend. That was our first representer, representative. representative. Uh -huh. The first time we got an African on the Legislative Council was about 20 years later in mm -hmm. the 1940s mm -hmm. with Elliot Mather. Mm -hmm. And the first ever Executive Council member was a guy called John Ohanga. Nobody even knows who he is. Not, not John Ohanga, Apollo Ohanga. Mm -hmm. Nobody even knows who he is. But those guys, the efforts they did, people like Harry Thuku. Um, I know I've given you the story of Harry Thuku before because mm -hmm. he, 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 something that happened during his events would be perfect for your women rights, Manenos. Um, <laughs> to Manenos. Manenos. Because the, the oh, was, sorry, um, for the non Kenyan audience. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, I'm getting deep. I'll, manenos, I'll give explanations. Manenos means like, kind of like problems, but yeah, not also like, like problems. Like Madogodanyo just means nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Harry Thuku, let me give us brief historical account of his life mm. he, he was the first person i think to have a political party i think it was kca or something else can't remember the name but he did a lot and he was arrested in 1922 mm -hmm. at the central police station mm -hmm. when he was arrested um the first ever real revolt sort yep. of at the police station happened and uh, a lady i think her name was mary mm -hmm. so they were they, they were refusing to release him mm -hmm. and so she shouted in i think in kikuyu that you know these men don't have pants basically she's like you guys don't have the balls to do it so we'll wear the pants for you i'm kind of paraphrasing but that's exactly what she did and uh, amazing that's badass yeah long story short about between 20 to 200 people died whoa yeah you know you know when those colonization things happened <laughs> you never know how many how big the death toll was they, they don't want you to know it's like they don't want you to know even now with they really like don't generals want you to know. If, if there was a big attack and generals died uh, soldiers died in in battle mm. you'll never know the real number oh you will never will yeah and so we'll never know that real number but what i found interesting is that people have said it wangari madhai in her book you should read it i think it's called unbowed mm -hmm. beautiful read she talks about how 
when she was growing up, they were scared of the Mau Mau. Yeah, so so was my grandparents. My grandparents were terrified of the Mama. They were scared I think, of them. I think it. I think their fear stems from the fact that the Mama were the reason why they were moved from their ancestral land mm-hmm. into these forced villages. It's it's, yeah. it's more it's more it's more and also just I don't want to get caught up in that because mm-hmm. I see what happens to people who get caught up in that. Everyone was sort of rounded up, whether yeah. Mama or not. But um, the Mama were aggressive for their cause so they did very fight aggressive. but they also they, were very they sensitized a lot of people like christians for example you know how you talk about there's just consistent persecution of christians over th- throughout history it's a fact you can put your eyes around that but it's a fact it's a fact um I'm there was thinking a period about it it's a fact. i'm thinking about it's it. happening even now where in the middle east it has oh. been happening Dude, it's but, it's always dude. It, okay, I feel anyways, like I feel like I was a bad faith. Break, breathe, 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 breathe. <sighs> but um, a number of the first Christians of that generation, mm-hmm. they had been converted into Christianity um, and accepted a bit of Westernization along with them. They were killed by the Mau Mau. In fact, mm-hmm. they said the Mau Mau killed more Africans than they did mm-hmm. Mzungus. Mzungus, so, they killed like a hundred. Wait, but like on the subject of killing, and this is something that I have been questioning for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Do you think they were right to kill? even children, mm-hmm. um, because those children were set to inherit the colonial uh, bounty mm-hmm. of, 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 you know, of, 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 of I, I guess, colonial exploitation, mm-hmm. um, which also begs the question of, like, in Tsarist Russia, mm-hmm. do you think the revolutionaries were right to kill the Tsarist children? Do you think that in Haitian Revolution, the, the, Haitian, insla- the Haitian enslaved people mm-hmm. were right to kill the, the, the children of, of, the, of, of their enslavers? I think it's a... It's a unfortunate consequence of revolution mm-hmm. but it's not a correct consequence of revolution so you think it was you think it's intentional but mm-hmm. you don't think it's justified it's not justified at all killing anybody is not justified in my opinion even even if that person mm-hmm. even if they're a child and have done nothing wrong mm-hmm. but if that person is alive mm-hmm. they have a claim on your life once you have control they don't have a claim on your life you're the majority so th- that's know. the question the question begs should we um, in the process of revolution, they, they always make that decision. Mm-hmm. But we've had coups in Africa, mm-hmm. several coups. Mm-hmm. Those children were allowed to Sudan's live. Sudan's going through one right now. Yeah, is that a laughable of moment? <laughs> Sometimes, no. So I, I apologize. I, Exasperation. I, yeah, some, I apologize for the laughter, but yeah. I think Africa's gone through, I think, two coups this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, the present. Yeah, because. Mali? Mm, the Gambia, I feel like, had one. No, the Gambia was like four years ago. Uh, Mali, Mali, Sudan, Sudan. Um, I think that's CAR had the the, mm, the not, was it CAR, Chad? Yeah, had yeah the, the, the president yeah, died, president and now the son is in battle. battle. Like it's medieval times. Like it's medieval times when mm-hmm. kings used to go and fight for their country instead mm-hmm. of doing what presidents do now and hide in a fucking bunker. Um, point is, mm-hmm. wait, what was the point of? How did we get here? Uh, we were talking about Mao Mao. Yeah, took sorry, us, sorry, uh, yeah, because I keep wondering even even for the men that have to carry out these acts mm-hmm. some you just don't kill a child like that no, there has some, to be something has to, in your mind something has to give you have to be desensitized to that kind of the, violence there's a sensitivity that you have to lose when you're in that battle to that kind that of fight. violence to yeah. children because i think it it's biologically ingrained in us to want to protect every child once you go to war i think there's a way that that is dragged from you that's why they had to through international law they had to set up parameters for how to actually fight because when you take men and you put them in that position most of the time it's men when you put them in that position Mm. 
put them there long enough, mm. the humanity gets out of them. It's it's like a conversation I've always had with um, people who've been in warfare and mm -hmm. war zones for mm -hmm. a long time versus people who've never been in war zones. Mm -hmm. You'll see they're very different. Mm -hmm. They're very people who've been in war zones for for a long time are very callous about mm -hmm. life. To them, life loss of life is just so. It's an everyday. Consistent. Yeah, it's, it's the way we treat food. Yeah. So it's they're really not attached to it. Mm. And so that's what happens to most of these soldiers. So when you keep desensitizing them, whether through feeding them, sometimes you feed them drugs. Ooh, heavy ooh, drugs. Ooh, fun, 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 fun fact. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, it, it's fun in like the really fucked up way. Okay. But for those of you who are unaware, mm -hmm. um, the reason why the Nazis in the very beginning were like so fast and like so efficient and so mm -hmm. great mm. um especially in the beginning of world war ii was because hitler was feeding his his people meth mm. and so like they were up for three days straight you at go. any given time you just go. like meth 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 just to keep mm -hmm. them awake um and um like a lot of these soldiers were mm -hmm. on drugs yeah. when they committed a massacre i think mm -hmm. in poland mm -hmm. um in which they like were skeet shooting babies and like manually killing about 30,000 Jewish people in the mm -hmm. community. Um, so yeah, definitely, like I do believe the drugs do help soldiers become desensitized to the value of human life. Yeah. I also think it's the training. because the I training, know, it's, the, it's everything around you. I, I remember learning that um, US um, Army had to change the way it trains its people mm -hmm. because um, people were really reluctant to shoot at people. They were mm. shooting above their heads, yeah. shooting anywhere but the body. You don't want to kill. Yeah, and so they had to train them to shoot and, mm -hmm. and ask questions later yeah it's actually it's actually very unfortunate about the way we we, we treat ourselves mm -hmm. and so what happens is you get a group of people who have been able to tell their heads mm -hmm. that what they're doing is justified mm -hmm. and so they don't have to deal with it and those who can't tell their heads you tend you'll see them you have in many militaries especially in the older days mm -hmm. you'd have high levels of suicides you'll have high levels of alcoholism, alcoholism yeah and and, and drugs drug abuse because how do you deal with the with the with, with, with what, what you've, you've done. done? How do you deal with it? So that actually leads me to another question: mm -hmm. the Mau Mau generals and the Mau Mau soldiers who are yeah. still living right now. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think they live with themselves? Because they also believe in the cause they were fighting for, and, and I believe a little in the cause they were fighting mm -hmm. for. They did fight for the main issue was land. Mm -hmm. That was the main. That was the crux of the matter. They weren't necessarily at the first at the first onset. They weren't fighting for independence. They were fighting for land rights, mm -hmm. but it it morphed into fighting for independence. So they did play a role in expediting. Mm -hmm. I, I gave you this fact just before we started that after Lancaster won, mm -hmm. which was in nineteen sixty. 50. 60 or 59, 60, 59, one of them. I mean, just yeah. to give the, the people context, yeah. the fact you're about to say. So Lancaster won after they had agreed, the, the, the sort of the, 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 the white people in, in charge had mm. sat down and they had agreed that Kenya would gain independence mm. 1975. <laughs> so 50. Oh, um, we all know that Kenya is supposed to have gained independence, gained independence in 1963. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. to help... Uh, for the context of like why it was given a 15-year period, mm -hmm. it's because the British had always envisioned Kenya as like a settler colony. Kenya was a settler colony. Yeah, and colony. the white people, of, in, uh, the white settlers in Kenya were very, very, very powerful. You know, it's actually very interesting. Kenya is a is a is a is a bit special because the other settler colonies it took a, a Zimbabwe, while. Zimbabwe, 1990. Zimbabwe, 1980. Ooh. But 1980, still, yes. Still, um, South Africa, you know what they've had to deal with. I mean, they were they got their independence in like the early early twentieth century, but then yeah, it wasn't really independence. <laughs> it wasn't it was real like independence from one master to the other. Exactly. So, but 
but they they were also settler economies. They were, they were like these countries that they saw had plenty of food, mm-hmm. had plenty of settling ability, had plenty of natives to do the work because, mm-hmm. like, it's something that I realized. But you see, all yeah. these places had natives. I think the issue for them, the main thing was they couldn't do Nigeria or those other countries because Nigeria was was already split north south. The north had already been colonized by, by the French, I think. No, by the Arabs. Oh, because oh, because the north so is they were already Muslim, Islam. Muslim. Yeah, they had already they, they got Islam, Asa. and so when the British were coming, the first people who would come were people who were naturally mm. a, a large part humanitarians or missionaries coming to teach people about the gospel. Yes, the three C's: church, yes. no, the Christianity, cap, civilization, and something um, commerce. I don't know what you're saying, but the three C's of many, many of them, yeah, many of the ones who came first were naturally they they didn't necessarily have the intent of colonization, mm. but colonization is what came um they came uh to preach the word so you can't preach to a muslim economy that much because they, yeah, they, have they already their have their ways they have their madrasas they have all these things i'm, I'm, I'm not sure so they ignored them the thing, i'm not sure if it's as much as that they have their ways mm-hmm. or more than because it's because uh the different groups in the north of nigeria were united by a religious belief mm-hmm. it was a lot harder for the british to fragment them mm-hmm. by you know sending christian missionaries first i don't think they even wanted to i think they saw this islam thing too serious just keep away after egypt and so they stayed in south and they remained in the south so many of these other places had issues mm. and so when they divided in the scramble for africa i think you wrote it once that um they had organized that most of west would be french yep. most of east would be british yep. and uh then the germans would so, get pockets so, so 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 the reason why the british colonies are lined up the way that they're lined up mm-hmm. is i think because of cecil rhodes mm. like he wanted to create a uh, he wanted the mat he wanted her majesty's colonies to be from the cape to cairo cape to cairo so every like all that land for the train and everything had to be had to belong to britain which yeah. is why britain's colonies kind of almost look like a bit of a river mm. in the middle of kind of traversing throughout africa yeah and then you have fucking belgium mm-hmm. belgium oh, with the God. congo the, with, Kong- with, with the king owned the Congo, Rwanda. and then, then you have Rwanda and Burundi. And it's so weird that but we the, kind they of were let Belgium, them... German, French, to such a no. But it's really interesting that we let the Belgians and the Germans kind of get away with everything they've done. Because we were thrown out Haraka. But still, we don't hold them to account for. Like I, I just learned that the Germans committed. I think what the is it? Genocide? genocide. The first genocide in Namibia. Yeah, um, <laughs> they destroyed. A, they they basically destroyed so an entire cultural two tribes. Group. Yeah, two tribes. Two tribes just, that were the biggest tribes. So you think that that was really crazy? Which is insane. Um, but insane. My question was: mm. now that we t- we were talking about Mau Mau a bit, mm. and I wanted to ask, do you think? Let me see if I can find the question because I thought it was so poetic. Oh my god! And I just yeah. I can't find the question. But oh no. I'm yeah. so sad for you. I don't like you very much. <laughs> no, actually, I'm sad for you. Mm-hmm. I was actually quite happy to, le- to like get to the question, yeah? Warriors, do you think the way we will deal with space, the way we will deal that people have a natural sensitization... Oh, yes, why we love the Mau Mau so much? So <laughs> there. Why we love the Mau Mau so much is because they were warriors. Mm-hmm. They represented that we didn't bend over and open mm-hmm. wide. Um, basically, mm. um, but I think that's why most people glorify warfare. Mm. Do you feel there's a? Do you think? What do you think about the glorification of warfare? I think it's we very, are born to conquer. I think it's very inappropriate. But um, it's in us. I okay. I think every. I think we all have like a 
a love of violence. We we have a love of... Of conquering. Let me finish. We have a love of violence, Mm -hmm. and we also have a love of winning. Mm. And when you combine those two, you get conquering, Mm. right? Um, But conquering is underpinned by the love of two very separate things. Because Mm -hmm. violence feels good, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I remember a couple of times in which I kind of lost my shit at someone mm-hmm. and they didn't deserve it but it felt good see um, i don't necessarily think it's violence i think it's power i think power feels good because i remember if you look at people even during the campaign season mm-hmm. the people who will do who at the bottom they have no money they'll get a really big rush of pride mm-hmm. for the work they did helping someone win mm-hmm. And the 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 the, dom- the power they feel mm. it's it's a matter of conquering. We conquer. We still love sports. I'm a lover of sports. Yeah, sports represents. It's like scratching I, an itch of conquering. I was going to suggest that the very same thing that the, the, the now that we no longer engage in warfare as much, mm-hmm. kind of sports has taken up that yeah. inherent instinct mm-hmm. to to divide ourselves into groups, to have those groups compete, mm-hmm. and to have one of those groups be victorious. Okay. Um, yeah, because like I, for example, I don't really follow or care much about football. Mm-hmm. But if you yeah. ever put me in a like a club or a pub or like a stadium, I'll be women. one of those. Fuck yeah! Even though fuck you know off, nothing, fuck off. she'll be saying offside when it's no. a throwing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh. I never say offside, but I remember oh. watching the England versus Croatia World Cup. Was it quarter or semi final? Semi final. And holy shit, I got so mad at the fucking ref because he wasn't seeing what the Croatian players were doing. You see. Anyways, anyways, so this will lead me to my last two questions. Mm. Um, yeah, two questions as we conclude. First thing was, I had wanted to hold a whole conversation. Yeah, I told you about it two weeks ago. It was Mashuja Day uh, yes. in Africa, in Kenya. Mashuja Day is mm-hmm. the day we celebrate our heroes. Whoop, whoop. Um, so my question is, do you think that time is sometimes the greatest factors factor in how we celebrate our leaders? Let me give an explanation. Mm-hmm. My hero, I've, I've told you Kwame Nkrumah, I've told you um, Wangari Madai, mm-hmm. but another one is Thomas Sankara. Yep. But the funny thing is Sankara only led his country, I think, four years. Mm-hmm. Then, he, then was... he was killed. And then when you look at Muammar Gaddafi, who led his country 40 years, mm-hmm. and the first 20 years was probably one of the greatest leaders Africa, many people yeah. had ever seen. He had a green book. You know, mm. there was a, the red book for mm. Mao Zedong. Um, Gaddafi had a green book. He even had like a comic strip where he'd give children <laughs> so that they believe, like they start to believe in like warriors mm. and like what Gaddafi mm. was, the cult of personality he was. Um, Patrice Lumumba, he lasted like two years. I swear, the, the history of Boiled Congo, in acid. The history of the Congo is literally a microcosm mm-hmm. of of how fucked how fucked up Western mm-hmm. influence mm-hmm. can just fuck with an African country for no yeah. other reason than that. We want your shit. Mm-hmm. We think we deserve your shit, mm-hmm. and we're coming to take your shit. So that, that's it. The Congo will be the next conversation for the next Madogodanya Thursday. The Congo powered makes me by GTA so by Karedi. Um, angry. But so now you look at people like uh, on the split. Some people like. Robert Mugabe, mm. uh, Yaweri Museveni, to an extent. To an extent. Uh, to an extent. To an extent. I'm being, I'm being brave. You're, Ka- no, you're Ka- not being brave. Being, you're being diplomatic. Being diplomatic. That's the word. Kagame, to an extent. 
that is to yeah, an extent. Yeah, that is to he's, an extent. He's yeah. still on the up. Yeah, but he hasn't um, committed any atrocities. Yet. Oh, he's committed atrocities. Well, they, they say he may have, <laughs> but we, I don't know no if there's no proof. But he's been an amazing leader. So he's here's been an amazing leader. But like, so here's here's a tip for any future murderers out there: mm-hmm. if there's no body, almost every sing, almost the almost all evidence is circumstantial. Yeah. Um. So just get rid of the body, and then acid really helps. If this happens and this podcast is referenced, please know <laughs> I was not the guy. Anyways, no, you Kag- can Google that. Kagame is one of the greatest leaders Africa has ever seen. Um, bar none. He, he he is a former head of military intelligence, so he's not a, tea, a, a small man, and he's not a tea, the nicest of people, Mm-mm. but he's a fantastic leader. The so, man's done some fucked up shit. Yeah. So my question is, do you think that sometimes leaders just overstay their welcome? Yeah. Why? Because power is addictive. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, there are literal psychological studies that show that people who feel like they have power yeah. or people in power kind of grow very distant mm-hmm. from the rest of humanity that, that that's that feeling of that sense of power isolates them yeah. from the very basic principles of humanity which is like trust mm-hmm. empathy collaboration etc yeah and they begin to like and they begin to think that they deserve mm-hmm. to have this power that mm-hmm. only they can wield this power that, mm-hmm. that it is something that only they can have yeah and so they just they just stay Okay. Just so, stay. Question second last. I use that English fantastically. So, uh, should we judge yesterday's issues with today's lens? Oh, you and I have had several tense conversations about this whole issue, <sighs> the, about so the concept complex. of evil. You know, I don't necessarily totally believe in evil fully. And I fundamentally disagree. And you totally disagree. Because so, certain things are just so blatantly evil. For example... Mm-hmm. Pedophilia. Oh, good. You you didn't use Hitler. That's See, so proud. okay. I was actually trying to avoid this thing that um, is very famous on like on the internet, where mm-hmm. at any given point, any discussion will will, Just will touch on Hitler, Hitler. Will mm-hmm. touch on Hitler, mm-hmm. which I mean, <laughs> kind of true. Yeah. Um, but I'm also I was also trying to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Hence, like things like pedophilia. You don't think those are inherently evil? I do believe there are certain things that are evil. I believe more actions are evil. I believe I, I abide by this quote. Let me let me actually search for it. Okay. And I know you hate that quote so much because it doesn't always make sense. Okay, fine. As 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 he's searching, um, as he's searching, I will explain the, the history and the background behind this discussion. I, I I don't know how it started, but yeah, I don't know how it started, but I definitely started like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about we we got into discussion about like really bad people and really bad behaviors, mm-hmm. and then he just mentioned that like he doesn't actually believe. Mm-hmm. In in like inherent evil and like this overarching evilness. Yes. Um. And I was like, Nazis. So, <laughs> I was just like Nazis. So let me give you the the quote. I am a human being. Nothing human can be alien to me. Basically, I am. I have the power and capacity to do anything of grave consequence. So what I believe, number one, I don't. I do believe that there are people who may be inherently evil. Mm. Uh, Adolf Hitler, to an extent, inherently evil, to an extent. Joseph Stalin. I don't think Adolf Hitler evil. was inherently evil. But I just think he was made to be evil, which yeah, is a really I believe controversial. Circumstances opinion. make you make decisions, yeah, and I believe for the most part, many of the times you make a decision, you're not doing it believing you're doing mm-hmm. wrong. You believe you're doing right. No, I I I, I also agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I do. So should we judge people via the lens? of today because they say the evil like nazis i don't believe were evil at all but 
literal documents of people being like, yo, those fascists in Germany, we kind of, <laughs> they're doing things we no, don't they, like. They, 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 they had some evil people within their ranks, but I think majority of them were just exploited. I feel guilty for them. I'm not guilty. I feel sorry for them. Then the Nazi regime or the people the living. People. Yeah, feel sorry for the people living in the Nazi no, regime. No, regime can be evil. Yeah. I'm saying people can't necessarily No, 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 be no, no. But I think but I think like the initial members of the Nazi party, people mm. like Joseph Goebbels, Heinrich Himmler, mm. that the, the the guy who planned the Holocaust, mm-hmm. Eichmann, the guy that the Israelis yeah. caught in the 60s. I think those people were evil. Definitely mm-hmm. evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I will agree with you with like the people within the regime themselves. I think they were more victims mm-hmm. of the regime, yeah. willing well, or not. I think they just got they swept got, by hysteria. They got, they got lost in the sauce. They they got got swept, yeah, the they sauce. got swept by hysteria. But that's what happens all the time, everywhere. You know, we. I, I, I used to judge why people look at Trump like he's completely evil. I judged why um, Kikuyu's looked down on Raila and told people he's completely evil. I think no. the Raila thing is a circumcision thing more than anything Not else. even the circumcision thing. I think it, that it's... Um, people had just assumed that based on 41 versus 1, they'll always mm. talk about that, that he just wants us de- the Kikuyu people dead, mm-hmm. and so they they built this narrative which was completely false. Which you know in the current few years now we're starting to see it's completely mm-hmm. false. Um, but that's the thing with Trump. People just believe he's inherently evil. People believe that the rednecks inherently evil. Mm-mm. They're not evil. And, th- and then if they're not inherently evil, the other people think they're inherently ignorant, which I believe was also <coughs> false. Okay, so I think that. These people are not inherently evil as much as they are a product of their circumstances. Um, the reason why rednecks are the way that they are, I think one is is mm-hmm. perhaps maybe the stereotype that they find for inbreeding kind of holds true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has definitely impacted the, the, the genetic baseline yeah. of, of that kind of intelligence. Mm-hmm. But then I also think that... Um, the kind of education systems that they have down there are perhaps not the best, mm. perhaps are not the most attuned to, um, you know, kind of education in general. Yeah. But to answer your more general question about whether or not we should judge people of today by the lens of the past, mm-hmm. um, sorry, people of the past by the lens of today, mm-hmm. I, like think that, Seuss, I think that... Dr. Seuss, Mahatma Gandhi, first of all, dude. Mother Teresa. Okay, Mother Teresa, what she did was... Okay, maybe, yeah. Martin Luther King. I mean, adultery Malcolm X. is kind of. See, why are we judging them with the? As in, why are we judging them now? Because we assume they're not humans. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just. I'm not saying that because for those people, I think we know a lot more about their lives, mm-hmm. um, and that's been both a blessing and a curse. It's mm-hmm. a, because because we are allowed we are allowed to um, empathize a lot more deeply with them, mm-hmm. but that also means that we're holding them up to greater scrutiny mm-hmm. as our. Uh, values evolve and change yeah um but i also think that even looking at a person within the context of their time Mm -hmm. for example like even in the 17th 16th 18th centuries in which slavery was legal and Mm -hmm. practiced um it, there were still people being like, "This is wrong." Mm-hmm. Like you had the you had the racist people. Yeah, but those people. were special people. No, 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 Doesn't no, mean no, that no, they no. Were Just inherently good. No, no, no. I'm not saying they were inherently good, mm-hmm. but the fact that there were people out there Makes saying, it. saying, saying that, "Hey, maybe don't do this," mm-hmm. suggests that there was a differing dif- a difference of opinion, such that we can't just all we can't just accept the blanket statement that slavery was okay. So culturally. let me let me throw a scenario to yeah. you because I'm sure this is a factual scenario. Um. A character like Martin Luther King. Mm. The adultery, so it sort of matters, but it doesn't in the long run because you know whatever he was fighting for was big. 
let me ask you. Mm-hmm. If Martin Luther King had openly said he is against gay rights mm-hmm. in 1960, mm-hmm. and you found that out today, mm-hmm. would that change the way you think of him? A little bit, yeah. But he's a product of his circumstances. No, no, no. The, the reason why I would is because I've always envisioned him as a person that understood the basic principles that none of us are free until we are all free. That's, um, a, that's an assumption. Man, no, no, no. It's an assumption. But yeah. I also think it bears out given the, given the way he comported himself, the kind of political you values also know he that espoused. potentially based on his beliefs, yeah. he would have held a different belief. I know. I also, I also do believe that. But I also do believe that it's, it's entirely possible that he saw the struggle that women and, mm-hmm. and the LGBTQ plus community were going through mm-hmm. was deeply and fundamentally aligned to the black struggle mm-hmm. because all these different groups are fighting against oppression. Yeah. And if we work together, we can help each other. Mm-hmm. And that's the vibe I got from him, just, just based on his life and the kind of things that he's done. Yeah. Um, so it, if I found out that, oh, you know, he said that um, gay people don't deserve to have any rights and mm-hmm. that they should continue to be second class citizens, like... I would You'd be get a bit. I would. I, 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 I would. I wouldn't call to cancel him, mm-hmm. but it would change my estimation of him. Mm-hmm. It would better contextualize the mm-hmm. kind of work that he did, mm-hmm. and I think in a, perhaps a really good way, better frame him as a human being. Yeah. Because to err is to human, and mm-hmm. I. I think we even had this discussion before. I feel like we have two. We have venerated our historical figures too much. Mm-hmm. They are no. They are no longer people, but they are gods. Yeah. And because they are gods, mm-hmm. when they fall from grace, it's quite hard. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I just, yeah. Okay, so as we conclude the Madogo Danyo session, mm-hmm. you can just text them and tell them you'll be back in just two minutes. People, I'm a busy girl. As we gal. conclude the Madogo Danyo session, mm-hmm. I think all, all I'd say is, in my opinion, people make decisions not necessarily based on good or evil, based on political interests, mm-hmm. based on personal interest, based, and then there are those who make decisions based on what they believe is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves not necessarily because he believed it was right or wrong. He believed it was a it fuck was, you to the South. It was a nephew to the South. It was, political, <laughs> it was political liberation. It was politically the right decision to make. It was, you know, because, so, uh, so sorry, the reason why I'm saying it was a fuck you to the South is mm-hmm. because um, Lincoln freed, like Lincoln freed slaves he didn't have the authority to free. Mm. And he didn't necessarily like free the slaves in the yeah. North, which he had the authority mm-hmm. to free. free. It was literally a fuck you to the yeah. South. <laughs> it was a political decision. So, um, yes, he did a great thing. Yeah, great thing. Amazing. Amazing. Everyone great. is proud of yeah. him. He would be one of the greatest people in history. Amen. However, yeah. he did it as politically and that's yeah. what most people do. So, because I am captain now, you I... You to do though. No, no, no. You know. You already know, Captain. And you accept. So I have not accepted, but we move on. We now shall conclude, conclude the Madogo Danyo session. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Aileen's Utajua Hujui podcast. Mm-hmm. And we will, and she will be with you here next week or the week after. Or... I mean, I feel like this is a really good way to end the year. Oh, okay, next I really, year. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it because I do have an episode planned, she but I'm also not feeling it. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll do another one of these sessions oh to wrap God. up the end of the year. Hey, hey, mm. hey. hey it could payment. be in two weeks' time. I need payment. I will bring you beer. I need payment. I will bring you beer and chicken. Yeah, that chicken is, is good. Maybe not two weeks, but we'll, we'll organize it. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I believe in most of you. Please just be the best person you can be and have a great rest of your time because I don't know if I'm coming back this year. So, bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Utrechua Hujui podcast. I am so happy to have been able to converse with you today. If you would like to suggest a topic or give me feedback or just talk to me about whatever you find interesting, you can find me on at utajuahujui.pod on Instagram. That is at U-T-A-J-U-A-H-U-J-U-I dot P-O-D uh, on Instagram. Um, you can also find this podcast on Spotify, Google Pocket Cast, wherever you can find these podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and I really do wish the best for you.